Hello and welcome to episode 11 of This AFL Life. I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm joined by Astor O'Connor. Welcome, Astor. Hey, oh. Uh, and Darcy Vessio is absent tonight. She's having a very special dinner with Gil McLaughlin. So we oh, have Darcy. Julia Kiera filling in again. Oh, thanks for having me back. My main well, reason for being here is because listening to last week's podcast, I realised that Astral O'Connell doesn't know how to <laughs> say my surname. <laughs> so I've come back to set the record straight. Mate, you haven't had a break. You've been on the last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, look, we can't get rid of you. <laughs> That's right. Suction cup to the window. <laughs> uh, so football highlights from the last couple of weeks? Look, for me, I guess it was Pav. Oh, yeah. The Pav retiring, you know. I, he j- I'm not the first to say this, but if he was a Victorian player, he would just be the player of his generation, I reckon. Yeah. But because we're so East Coast centric, he he hasn't got, I guess, the due his due on this side. But it was so nice to see him get a win um, in his last game and get cheered off. And um, even though, like every other person, the Western Bulldogs are my second favourite team, so it wasn't nice to see them lose. But that was pretty nice. And you know, he's he's stuck it out for another year, and they've not had a great year. But hmm. um, Aster, what was your highlight? I'm pretty biased. It was really nice to see in the last two weeks uh, my teammates at Darabin Falcons just go to work mm. and do their thing and, and play as a team and had a really strong win against Melbourne Uni and then they carried that into the first final against St Kilda and came away the victors and they're now into a grand final. So I'm really proud of my teammates and and it's sort of all come together at the right time of year for the group. Um, but not without... Um, challenges. We've had some injuries. We've had players not be able to get out there, etc. So, yeah, really proud and a real highlight to see just just the way they go about it. You sit on the bench, proud to have your Darabin hoodie on. That's for sure. Mm. Very good. Well, I think my highlight was also. Oh, sorry, I'll ask you. What's your highlight? No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we never ask you. No, I just kind of roll roll with it. <laughs> let me ask you. You gotta mm-hmm. let. Okay. Okay. What's your footy highlight, Al? Well, my footy highlight was probably also. Uh, BFL Women's Finals Day on Sunday. Mm. And, I mean, as a Darabin person, yes, the result was very pleasing. But it was just the, it was just a nice day, mm. finals weather. Yeah. The weather changes. It's just my favourite time of year in Melbourne, mm. finals time. Yeah. So it's my, it's my highlight. So there's a pretty big game on this weekend. The AFL Is Women's All-Stars oh, match. I thought you were going to say the Legends game. No, no. I do like to see retired players... <laughs> Jumping around. <laughs> no, the best female football talent in the country is going to be on show on Saturday night, VU Witten Oval. Entry is free. Uh, it's also on free-to-wear TV, so there is no excuse to not either be there or watch it. Mm-hmm. But I am very excited. I'm so excited. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> it's going to be a, a great night. Yes, afternoon night. Mm. Yes. We've got the Youth Girls All-Stars game as well. That's correct. So, um, yeah, really exciting national free broadcast and, like you said, some of the best players in Australia doing their thing. Not all of the best players in Australia because Julia won't be out there. Oh, so no. Don't the miss great, my kickouts. The great number 51 from <laughs> the, the Darabin Falcons. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you're going along to watch Al? I will be there. Will yes. you be there in a working capacity? Yes. Change her game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Julia, you're taking the family out? I think I may have to watch it on the telly. I'm sorry. The little buddy will be – the little buddy being my child, not <laughs> not anything else I might be referring to, will, will be in bed. But, um, yeah, I yeah I won't be there. But I'll be watching it and I'll be so excited to watch it on a Saturday night and watch all these great players, some mates out there on the big stage. Like I'm actually excited to watch it live from home. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is there is that kind of element mm. to it because I remember when it was televised last year. I recorded it and I like I went straight home and watched the whole game again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't. Um, oh, I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. <clears throat> that was actually a joke. <laughs> so, tip for the game. Oh, have you seen the lists? The ins and outs. But has there been a bit of cross code tampering? Oh, uh, not no. cross code. Cross team. 
Well, I mean, obviously, Ellie Blackburn, mm. Markey, Markey player for the Bulldogs. So it makes sense that she's switched over from Melbourne to the Doggies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting little switcheroo was uh, Karen Paxman to Melbourne from that. the Doggies. I guess you go with Blackburn midfielder for midfielder. Yeah. Equivalent of. So it's kind of, um, yeah, so one in, one out. And Michelle Cowan's Michelle Cow- back I, to coach. Do you know what? I really like that. You do? I do. Yep. I, I know it seems a little bit weird because she's now Frio's coach, but I like But that that's what we are talking about before, isn't it? Like sharing the knowledge. Yeah. But, yeah. but kind of like she's 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 seeing it through in yep. a way. You know, mm-hmm. like she's, she's started out with it all and yeah, I so just think it's really nice. Good on Frio for... For yeah. releasing or allowing her to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for me it's just the same as, you know, like my hope's going to be playing but she's gone to Collingwood. Like, yeah, you know, that all those mm. – it, it's supposed to be the All-Stars. So the league, the National League, it hasn't started yet. So exactly. It's the 50 mm-hmm. best players and who their allegiances are next year, that's next year. So, yep. yeah. I, yeah, I like it too. Yep, playing for the Hampton Hardeman Cup. Mm-hmm. So two amazing women in our game. Mm-hmm. Um uh, obviously, Hampton from South Australia and Hardiman from Victoria, and those two women um, began the uh, SA versus Victoria games way back in the eighties. I'm not sure I was born. Um, you guys would have been, no? <laughs> yes, <laughs> well born. You guys, seventies babies. I am. Oh my god, I'm seventy nine. Yep. No, I'm eighty two. Eighty two. Oh, good year, <laughs> good drop. I'm <laughs> um, sorry, very off topic. Um, well, they're both premiership years for Carlton, though. Ooh, there you go. Changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. Oh, the blues. <laughs> um, that's for Darcy because she's our good <laughs> oh, yeah. friend. Yeah, but no, it's going to be really exciting. Um, Who are you most excited about seeing play? Um, well, our girl. Our girl, Darcy. Darcy Vesio. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I see her every weekend. I'm so, I'm so lucky. <laughs> um, it's always tantalising the Caddy Brennan versus Melissa Hickey. Matchup, yes, that's yes. very interesting to watch. Um, I would say that Katie's blessed with the natural footy ability, from Melissa Hickey has the, I guess, coming from a netball background, mm. that that ability to cover off space really quickly. Yeah, um, and she just goes for it. It's great to watch. Mm. So, um, Sabrina, yes, love Sabrina. She just turn like she can turn a game. Yeah, in. With, with two kicks. So, and the energy that she gives her teammates is amazing. Um, but, yeah, interesting to see the ruck duel as well. Yes, um, that was my next question, yeah. Esther. The <laughs> ruck. Talk me, talk me through it. Well, Emma King, marquee player for Collingwood yes. next year, making the move to Melbourne from, from Perth. So, she'll be um, lining up for the Bulldogs. And then Loz Pierce, I think, has been selected for, for the, the Melbourne Demons. Found in a talent search, basketball girl, plays her footy here at Darabin. So, I work quite, quite closely with her. It's going to be really interesting. Has, um, she, um, has she asked you for any, any tips? No, nah, she's – I mean, <laughs> I, this is what I love about Laws. Like, she – like, no, I've got this. No, no, no. She is um, quietly confident and I don't think she lets the occasion get to her and she probably doesn't because I, I'm not sure – like, she, it doesn't own her headspace – for days and days and days. Yeah. Um, but when she's out there, she's, you know, super mm-hmm. vocal and a, a real leader on the field at such a – like, I mean, when we're talking about games, she's quite inexperienced, but she's a really, um, really good communicator out there. So, uh, Kingy's going to have her hands full, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And we know Loz can go forward and, and kick goals. Hit the scoreboard, mm-hmm. Can yeah. Kingy defend? That's the big question. Yeah. It's going to be a really good test. I'm looking forward to seeing that and – Whichever ruck can give their mids first use, like those midfield names, it's like oh, the cream of the crop. It is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's <laughs> incredible <laughs> talent. If you can get the ball in their hands, um, and any mid will tell you this, they do all the work. So um, <laughs> <laughs> they get in. I'm the going right to be spots. a midfielder soon. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. I've had enough of the ruck. I'm, I'm done. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be yeah really exciting. So um, my tip, though, I think oh, it's a tough one. I think the Bulldogs just. Yeah, right. Mm. Interesting. It pains me to say it, but I think Melbourne's mm-hmm. going to win again. I really would like the fairy tale where Western Bulldogs – I guess they did win that one earlier in the year. Yeah. But that was a big one. It was, was a big one. It wasn't, it wasn't one. the true kind of everyone flown in. I don't know. I just have this feeling about Melbourne. It's that bloody Daisy Pierce and her 100 stats every game. Uh. 
Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. Well, but it is a um, – they'll have a home grand advantage too, sorry, the Western Bulldogs, which mm. is, you know, Whit yeah. Noble, yeah. a lot of supporters supporters there. Look, and I'm also excited for it to be kind of a full venue. I think, um, you know, the last few exhibition games, although they've been great, um, they've – Yeah, it's not fun playing in front of – 5,000 people. Well, 5,000 people that are, are distributed amongst a 100,000-seat venue. And yeah. I know – I can't remember which one it was, but um, there was one of the exhibition games where – I think it was maybe one of the ones that Eddie had where yes, last the year. spectators were not allowed on level one or two. They were on level three. Yeah. So, the, the, so, it was just the – Strangest decision, vibe, <laughs> vibe, strangest vibe, babe. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, like there was no one at ground level, so <laughs> it was, yeah, it wasn't conducive to a nice crowd atmosphere. Yeah, it's really, and it's really weird as a player. Yeah, that's for sure. Like you sort of you come off the ground and you're looking for your family, and you're like, mm, can't see you. Yeah, no one came. <laughs> but no, I think uh, Whit Noble Saturday night. There's no other footy on, so. Mm. It's free entry yep. as well. Gates open at four o'clock. Mm. Youth girls game will be at four thirty. So um, yeah, definitely get along or watch it on Channel Seven. Yeah. My yep. one hot tip though is if you are going to Whitnoval and you're going to sit in the grandstand, bring a pillow because there is something about those seats oh. that induces instant. <laughs> I don't know, like paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tips here on this <laughs> AFL Life. This is not a joke. I would like people to write in after they've sat on those seats and talk about <laughs> how <laughs> they, they became paralysed from sitting on them. You don't they, have a hashtag, Julia. Are they wood, are like wooden seats or – They're wooden seats. There's something about the positioning of the back oh, pieces, so the like back wooden pieces yeah. that causes – I've Yeah. Maybe it's because the last time I sat in them I was eight months pregnant. But um, – <laughs> Oh, <laughs> now there's a thought. <laughs> but I think, Julia, you are a bigwig, so you would surely be in a corporate box yeah. or up in some flashy Me and, me and Sue Alberti will just go up. No, no. no doubt. <laughs> no. Hey, on that, there was a piece done on the ABC. Yes, strange story. story. It was fantastic, um, wasn't I it? I know this isn't in the run sheet, Al, but no. go rogue like mm, most weeks. No, but it's w- very much worth talking about. I'm a bit ashamed to say I didn't get to watch it. I was, oh. no, don't oh. hold me. Gosh, just like home. Um, <laughs> I was very busy training that night rah, 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 and I got home and then I'm like, oh my goodness, it's over. So I've got to watch it on iView. But did you guys get to see it? Yes, I, I watched it live. Mm. Yes, me Good. too. It was great. Yeah. Thoughts? Look, for me it was so exciting to see a story about women's football on Australian Story because Australian Story is such a kind of iconic show. Mm. It is still – for my money, still kind of a water cooler show, like where people watch it on the Monday night and talk about it on the Tuesday. Um, In a time where that kind of doesn't happen much anymore because, you know, whatever. We don't talk about NCIS at the water cooler, do we? (laughs) Well, no, and, you know, TV's kind of changed. People binge watch Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. But that show, Q&A, that kind of Monday night ABC run. So to see a story about two people that are – you know, very big in women's football and knowing that that story is going like around the country. Mm. Um, Nanas are seeing it in Perth and, you know, everyone, you know, everyone's able to watch that all around the country. I thought it was so exciting. And like anything about, you know, Susan Alberti's just, her Amazing. story is incredibly tragic but inspirational. Yeah. She's got, s- I, yeah, mm. I, I can't even um, speak. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm in awe of her, really. Really. Yeah. Like, um, you know, to be such – to have gone through such horrible things that you think would floor anyone, like mm. would just make people how crawl up you, into yeah, a ball. How do you recover from that? Um, mm. To then be an advocate for so many things, not just in yeah. women's football. Um, yeah, she's just – Amazing, and I just love the juxtaposition of kind of her the way she looks and presents herself. You know, the hair and the pearls and this, that, and that, and the Mercedes. And then she just comes to the football with a scarf on. She's so down to earth. Mm. Really cares about the players and the clubs. It's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. And I think she. I saw some a bit of a write up on the story, but she sort of spoke to how you know the the female footballers have have taught her a lot, mm. like. 
they're very different to her in appearance and, and maybe, you know, that they come from different backgrounds or but Sue's been I guess really appreciative of what the girls have been able to show her. Mm. Which is it just speaks to the kind of person she is, isn't it? Like here's someone who's coughing up hundreds of thousands like literally hundreds of thousands of dollars so that we can play the game. Yeah. Mm. Yet she finds value in what we can teach her like mm. i mean the other the other thing i loved about it was you know like obviously mo's amazing story too and it just i just get so excited that we're going to be finding out more and more amazing stories mm. the more and more footballers we get to know yeah and if you just like i was i was very interested in how people were kind of perceiving it and so i was kind of looking at the hashtag on twitter mm. and the outpouring of people that were just like oh, cannot wait for this league to start like yeah. those personal stories are what are really hooking people in to mm. wanting to um, absolutely to follow on and i think that's um great and kind of smart i guess from a marketing point of view you know there's so much media out there about so many different sports so how does the women's league kind of cut through yep. all that to really hook people in and um yeah they are two very compelling stories it's a shame us isn't here to talk about Mo. Mo. Her girl. Her girl, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, dust. Crush. Um, hashtag Hope 100. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I yeah. think though, Julie, you make a really good point and I think it's really brave, the players sharing their personal mm. story. I, d- I don't think I would have the courage to go on national TV and speak about my mm. personal life. I don't, I don't know about you guys if you were confronted with that opportunity, if you would, but... I guess for me, some things are personal. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and it's a, it's a the media is a funny thing, isn't it? Mm. It's on your side until it's not. Until yeah. it's not. So <laughs> yeah, the outcry of support and mm. and that sort of thing is really positive. Um, but I also know we were talking earlier about Australia tall poppy syndrome, etc. Mm. You know, there can be a bit of backlash as well, and I think it's really brave of those women and and others who tell their story. Um, to put that out there, they're clearly saying, you know, we want to help people, we want to share our, our experience. So, um, you know, all power to them. But for me, it's not something that I think I could ever do. Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one and I think it's probably going to be a byproduct for a lot of the girls going into the women's league that suddenly they're kind of public property and public fodder and even even if they don't t- tell their story just by merely their presence and their appearance you know they'll they'll there'll be a picture of them somewhere on twitter and yep. then people are going to comment and you can have no control can you imagine that. what they're going to say about me if i'm lucky enough to get drafted mm. oh goodness me <laughs> no, mm. but i think that's probably where it's really important yeah the girls have the welfare and support mm. around them and people who can, you know, I guess help them cut through the the crap, I guess. Yeah, because there is a lot of what's real. Yeah, and there's a lot of nasty stuff out there, especially directed at women, um, especially directed at strong women. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, on another topic, I don't know if you saw the. I'm not sure, 100% sure of her name. I think her name's Leslie. She's the actress from Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. She's African-American um, comedian. And yeah. she was in that sh- in Ghostbusters that for whatever reason has seemed to rile. All those geek boys. All those geek boys yes. up. How dare they remake Ghostbusters and with women. women in it. And have a black woman. And oh, my Lord. And she's mm. just been subjected to the most vile behaviour. Um, why? Well, she's someone from two oppressed groups, women and, you know, non-white women. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, and and that's what she's been subjected to. So, that ugliness is out there. I don't want to bang on too much about it, but women going into the public space, unfortunately – um, this is something. It's there, it does it's come issue. with its risks. Yeah, it yeah, comes it's with its yeah. risks. So, isn't it? mm. but you're right, Esther. It's up to you can control what you see and what you look at. One other topic, Asta, that mm. um, I'd like to touch on. There was something in the paper today about AFL women's uh, match payment kind of set up. Can you um, talk us through that a little? The women's payments. Yeah. Um, I think the story was written by Eliza Sewell in the Herald Sun. It was. Is that right? Yep. yep. That's correct. I can talk you through that. Um, and I'll start with saying, yes, I work 
for the AFL, mm-hmm. but I'm off the clock. It's after hours. <laughs> um, and by no means am I force-fed lines yep. from the AFL. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mouthpiece. Yep. I'm my own person with a little bit of a brain. So <laughs> I, I guess I wanted to, to start with that. Yep. I went on Twitter today with Gil McLaughlin. Yes. And spoke honestly. I do believe – so we – okay, so context – the marquee players, 25,000 priority picks and first round draft picks, 10,000 and players after that, five. So, one, I don't know how much either of you two earn for a li- as I, and I don't ask that question. Mm. It's, it's a, for me personally, it's, it's, it's private. <laughs> I understand people want to know and talk about it. I get that. But I know there's male players that don't talk about their contracts and how much mm. they get paid. Mm-hmm. So... I, I get the conversation and it's a point of interest, but, you know, at the same time, it's our income, so it's – anyway, does that make sense? Is that fair uh, yeah, to say? Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Secondly, so I remember my grandma taught me this. The first Prime Minister of Australia wasn't paid. It was an honorary position. So you run the country out of honour. Our Prime Minister now is paid a lot of money, correct? Yes. To do what he does, mm-hmm. or he or she. Um, that's because as a nation we've grown, the responsibility on the politicians is far greater than it ever was back then. Our economy strong, our population. And they make less decisions now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I guess say what that I'm... we achieve less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't railroad with politics. But what I'm trying to say is you there's a start starting somewhere. point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and as you grow, progress and develop, as does your remuneration. Um, and that's for any employment. First year uni students don't walk into CEO positions. Mm. It doesn't happen. So we are first year footballers, all of us. We've never been in an elite professional environment. And you're not just awarded something in this life. Like you have to work for it. Like success is something you earn and work for. And I think you you then deserve remuneration off the back of that. So I have no doubt in two to three, four, five years when this competition is strong, sustainable financially, you know, through commercial deals that I'm sure will come off the back of this, we will be well paid. There'll be a drink for everyone. Mm. Um, But right now, as it stands, the AFL is footing the bill. Um, And it's a pretty large one. Like we're talking millions of dollars Mm. for this competition. So I do – but I mean, as a player, like – yeah, of course I want to be paid and paid fairly. But right now, I believe that we are paid fairly. So um, that's my yeah. Well, that's I mean, my view. I don't know what you guys think. I was really interested to hear it from you as a player, your your perspective. I, I guess I I'm, I'm torn because I I have this you know fierce kind of passion for gender equality and yeah. But you do know, you think it, I deserve it, the same money it, as Luke Hodge? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> No, honestly, no, 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 no. So there's, there's part of me that does think that, but then the the other part of me is like this competition is in its first year and it needs to grow and develop. Mm. But and I, it's sorry, it's part time as well. Yes, that's another really important thing. I think might not have been mentioned. So sorry, Al. No, 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 you no, no, no. That's fine. Um, yeah. So I, I can I can see because I've I've been on social media today and there's you know there's fierce kind of it has been a fierce attack on the AFL about rates of pay and um, you know the the theme is but there's so much money in the AFL why can't they pay the players more um, I guess with everything there's always more to it mm. change takes time mm. in anything can I ask you about um, the actual time that players will need to dedicate to it because I was reading today that it's like three sessions a week mm-hmm. um, and on an hourly rate, you know, it's above whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at that going, well, how are we going to get an elite product with three sessions a week? Girls playing state league would do more than three sessions a week. Mm-hmm. So what does that actually mean? Like, will they have three sessions of contact time and then on top of that they've got other plans? Or Yeah, yeah no, good question. So the AFL – alongside the AFL Players Association are working through the standard playing contract. Mm -hmm. One of the things um, that looks to be, and not finalised, but one of the things that probably will be um, within it is nine contact hours a week Mm -hmm. for players. So it's a part-time 
um, position. So whether that's three, three hours or one hour here, etc. you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And then games on top of that and travel allowances when, when we're in season. So, I mean, there's a Christmas break of three weeks as well where you have the same break as the male players. Um, but clubs, I think, will probably put that nine hours together differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and different players have different needs. I think we understand not one size fits all. Mm. So if I'm a shift worker, say, for example, I might want to come in and do my weights at a different time to someone who does nine to five. So clubs will be flexible. Mm-hmm. They understand that they're gaining a playing group with different uh, commitments and and that kind of thing. Some girls study, whatever it might be. So it will be flexible, but it will be monitored very closely by the AFL Players Association. And we as players have got a say in this. Mm. We've been able to put our recommendations forward through the PA. So we do have a voice at the table. Um, We are a unified group. And yeah, I guess, but as a player, I can tell you, I want to have every success that Mm. I can. So... I'll be working my backside off. Mm. And I would do that regardless of whether I was going to get paid or not. Money doesn't drive that for me. And I think I would say for most players when they're thinking about I'm going to get drafted and I'm going to get my opportunity, they're not thinking I'm going to earn some serious coin here. Mm. It's all about getting your opportunity, getting your foot in the door and then getting to work. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I. But I, I guess, knowing you, Asta, I know that you're someone who just works hard. It's in you to work hard. You and you, you have the belief and a true belief that nothing comes for free, and you've got to earn it. Um, and that's very admirable. But I guess in the sa- on the on the flip side of the coin, what you're saying, Alison, in mm-hmm. that if it's going to, if we're trying to grow it, attract people, keep them in, keep them well you know, well in terms of like that they're able to live their lives, function with their lives and pay their bills and whatever. Mm. Um, how do you do that when you're getting five grand over 16 weeks or whatever it is? And mm. um, yeah, and you, you you know, those girls will have to rearrange their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, I mean, it will be stipulated that the clubs can't request they come in at a time where they have work. Right. You can't be forced to leave your full-time employment okay. to come to a mandatory session. Does that make sense? So that's the flexibility I was talking yeah. about. And like I said, different players will have different needs. Mm. And I, you know, that's why it's so important that appointments throughout the clubs are, you know, are really well thought out. Mm. Um, I look at Melbourne Football Club, they're still going through the process of appointing a head coach. Mm. They want to put the right person in place because they know that it's there's going to be a lot of adjusting mm. for everyone involved, yep. players as well. The expectation on us will be higher than ever before. And, you know, I think that's it's, – it's a good thing. But, yeah, I guess overall I'm really glad this conversation's happening. Mm. Um, yep. I mean, it, it's really good that – the public care mm. that's not a bad thing that shouldn't be seen as something that is um you know is, is a negative it's it, it's actually quite nice that people are out there you know beating on the knocking on the door advocating for female right that's that's mm. positive but i just i often think i wish there was more context mm. like in a newspaper article can sometimes miss the point yeah um well or that they're making their own point yeah, well, can you explain to us a little bit about – so there's a bit of stuff about how the players won't have their private health insurance covered, but can you explain how that happens for the men? Yeah, sure. So every male player currently pays their own private health cover. Mm-hmm. It's not something the AFL afford to them or the club picks up the bill for. Um, and if they're injured, mm. they claim through their private health and the club or the club's insurance – Mm. pays the gap yeah so they're obviously getting paid a lot more like mm-hmm. their, their base wage or whatever wage they've negotiated is a lot more so i guess it's a less kick you know at least of a percentage for them to mm-hmm. be forking out for their own private health but i guess as a a lump sum that the afl is going to be p- paying for women it's 
well, they haven't, you know, they don't set it aside for the men, so they mm. don't set it aside for women. I guess it is all about context, but mm. I did see, a, you know, so much outrage about, well, they're not coming in their private health and then... I think people thought that we weren't going to have access to physios and top-end care and, like, we were going to get this second-rate kind of medical care. Um, that's just not the case. Every club, like, it's going to the nitty-gritty now. Every club has to have a travelling doctor mm. who is accredited through the... A particular doctor's association like we're not going to send athletes out there and put them at risk yeah mm. no player will be worse off for having played in this national competition yeah and i think why would the afl want to blow up their own product mm. and undermine it from the start we're a bottom-up comp uh not sorry we're a bottom-up game mm. so we feed the money into our grassroots and development level that the AFL receives from the broadcast. Mm. Um, and obviously the, the top players get a piece of that, but they don't get all of it. Mm. But it's their product that brings it in. But mm. they understand you have to bottom up. But a lot of um, competitions and other sports are top down. And the integrity of those comps, are, they don't really, yeah, they don't last. They don't, you know, because mm. they don't have those feeders coming in. So, yeah, look, I'm a really proud AFL person um, mm. and even the fact that I have a position there means that they are listening to players mm. you know I'm an insider if, if that makes sense like I advocate for the players every day when mm. when we talk about something we throw yeah. an idea out there mm. it's will this work what are the consequences um, will the girls will you know will, how will this impact them so mm. yeah I, I really don't want people out there to think that the AFL just don't care about us mm. um, because I see it every day they do um, so, and they, as as much as all of us, want to see this competition succeed. Yeah. Mm. Can I ask you one more question? Yes. Do so when it all all the teams come together, the drafts happen, and so on. Is it are they all one year contracts or one Correct. season contracts? Correct. So one it'll season. all happen again. The second year plan hasn't been um, locked down mm. because we want to review. Yeah. Post year one, which I think would be. Silly not to. The AFL Players Association also agreed that a one-season contract is the way to go. Let's see how it goes year one. And, yeah, then in year two, if we locked away for three years, mm. you could be locked away on money that you weren't particularly happy mm. with. Um, so this gives everyone flexibility, players, mm. clubs alike. So Yeah. I guess the reason I'm asking is I'm I am intrigued as to how um, the AFL will manage having women players as their employees mm -hmm. because um, you can have women of childbearing years. Oh no, so and sorry. Yep, there's a maternity policy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was something I raised when I first started in my mm. role, um, and then we seeked out what other sports do and what is best practice in this country. Um, so nothing's finalised yet. As I said, it's all still going through contract negotiations with the Players Association. But I think, you know, it would be something along the lines of if you fall pregnant, uh, I mean, even in season, mm. you obviously stop playing immediately for your safety and your child's safety. The club can retain you on, on their list. Mm. You'd be continued... Uh, you get can you'd be paid paid <laughs> <laughs> whoa that was tough um and you then obviously you'd have your maternity period mm. um and then the club has first right to bring you back onto their list but yeah. if the player doesn't want to or mm. would like to you know go off into the sunset and just watch footy yeah. with their you know newborn then then that's okay too or if they'd like to, you know, it'd be something like along those lines, I think, where yeah. you'd, you'd sort of come to the decision with the player, so where it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if in the future players do get on, say, three-year contracts or whatever and it yeah. falls in the middle, what happens then? Mm. <laughs> As yeah. someone who has returned to playing <laughs> post-childbirth, it's an interesting journey. Oh, I, well, so when are we opening the Fal Julia. Falcons' crash? <laughs> <laughs> I did have to bring a nappy change table here. I will go on record and say the AFL and the clubs are paying for both Kiara Bowers and Renee Forth's 
um, procedure, yep. mm. their ACL surgeries, etc. And <laughs> thank you for clarifying. <laughs> we we're talking about babies. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And um, I've got my work hat on. Don't I? I said I was off the clock, but the girls technically hadn't signed the contract mm. when that happened, and they weren't wearing their club colours. They're playing for the Coastal Titans. Mm. Freo and JWS are taking care of them. The AFL is taking care of them, and they will receive their player payment. So. That wasn't reported in the story, was it? No. No. Just to reiterate, so both those players won't play a game, will be completely taken care of from a medical Mm. sense and a rehab sense, financially supported with the best possible care, and they'll also get paid to play when they Mm. won't get out there on the park. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, let's let's share that kind of positive story Mm. for a change. It's going to be on the front page of the Herald tomorrow, (laughs) isn't it? I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought so. Well, I would like to welcome our guest this week. Uh, he is the Darabin Falcon strength and conditioning coach, James McConnell. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, we usually start with a couple of uh, warm-up questions. What team do you barrack for? I am unfortunately a Melbourne supporter. have been born and bred, so stuck with them and will not be getting off their bandwagon anytime soon. Okay, okay. So, in the winter, you just go to the snow or <laughs> go skiing? Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. join the rest of the He's Melbourne He's a Melbourne supporter. He, he goes to a country club, doesn't he? <laughs> That's exactly you right. You go to a Melbourne yep. club. Um, and who was your football idol as a kid? Uh, that's a great question. Um, probably going to be, this may sound a little odd, probably going to be Sean Smith for the mark of the century. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Yep. And, um, and what do you love about football? I love going to watch the football, obviously. Um, but being around football, uh, just being able to, you know, get around, have a kick, do the best thing I can to help everyone else. Really, that's it. Yep. Well, now I've seen you kick, Jimmy. Um, yeah, safe to say you probably played a lot of your footy in the back line. <laughs> <laughs> that is very correct. Okay. <laughs> and I was a tagger, so I didn't really have to kick the football. So, <laughs> <laughs> so where did you? Because you you played as a junior. So tell us a little bit about your pathway. I played for Keeler on the EDFL from under-8s through to probably under-16s, then went to Keeler Park, played with a couple of friends, then went back to Taylor's Lakes for my last two years of 18s and played one year of seniors. So now, all don't EDFL. be offended, but I'm assuming they're all, are they in the West? Where's yeah, all Essendon okay. District. Yeah, oh, okay. Essendon District yep. Football League. I'm yep. from Queensland, I don't know Melbourne, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you obviously have a passion uh, for strength and conditioning, you did a lot of study around that, so you... Yeah, I went straight from high school into uni at VU. Um, then from there, got an internship at Coburg in 2009 and never left for the, <laughs> the last six years. And that pretty much brings me to where I am now. So, but You studied exercise science? or Yep. So exercise science at VU, did a bit of clinical, and then now I'm doing a master's at ACU. A master's? Yep. Smart boy. Yeah, I'd like to think so, but <laughs> depends sometimes. <laughs> So, how have you found your first year in women's footy? It's actually been awesome. It's been a really good change of scenery um, coming from Coburg, which is which is really good. But, yeah, I think this has been a really breath of fresh air for myself and been able to implement a lot of things that hopefully the, the girls down here haven't seen. And it's just a really good environment. I really, really enjoy it. It's really been one of my best years just have in terms of enjoyment. So. Yeah. And is, is it the, the player's attitude or...? That, that, that you found to be different or or just the just the general atmosphere uh probably both yeah, yeah like the general atmosphere is awesome um first night down everyone was so welcoming which is good and then throughout the whole season whatever i do pretty much they're like yep cool let's go for it if it can make us better then we're that's what we board, say to so. your face mate <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, in the change rooms it's a different story <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's probably true <laughs> when we're doing conditioning i can understand that so no, but I think what's been so fantastic and a lot of people say, oh, you know, can males coach females? Can females coach males? And that sort of gender um, conversation. I think your temperament is amazing for the girls. You you just have a way to get your point across, but in a really polite manner. You're not overbearing or, you know, you, don't, you didn't come in with this sort of rah-rah, listen-to-me mm-hmm. attitude. And I think as a result of... You endeared yourself to the group and, and the girls really responded positively to everything that you've rolled out this year. So, I mean, we have an iPad on the bench now. Oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I still don't know how to use it. But, <laughs> it, but just little things like that. You look good sitting there holding <laughs> it though. That's the main thing. Bang, Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I mean, 
I think the, the things that you've come in and you've, you've implemented change and that's not always easy, is it? Um, and not to take, you know, anything away from what Tenille Hay did at the club previously. She really set the foundations, I'm sure, but you've really, I guess, you know, taken it to the next level given that you're, I guess, in a full-time strength and conditioning role at Darabin, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. So two nights a week, game day, yeah. love it. Takes up a lot of your time, I guess, away from training as well as constant contact with the players and coaches. Is that right? Yep, pretty much. So I'll probably chat to chat to Jane at least once or twice a week before training. Obviously, wellness comes through with all the girls. So that's pretty much me looking at it, being able to feed through it. And then if it's not doing stuff at training, it's looking at all the everything else that I do to try and keep everyone else on the park. So there is a, it'll be, it is a bit of stuff to get done. So Can you explain what wellness is? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So pretty much post-game... On the Monday morning, it will go out. Now uh, it's a little questionnaire. It's got looking at fatigue, general muscle soreness, sleep quality, mood, and there's one more. I can't remember the top of my head, but pretty much the girls will fill out a questionnaire. It will be one to one to five, um, based on how they're feeling, and then I get that total back. And from there, I can go and speak to any one of the players about how they're feeling, um, what's going on, why have they given me a score of a one and not a five, or whatever it else it needs to be. And allows me to then prompt a conversation with them and potentially prompt something with, with the coach if something's, something's up. Mm. It's just getting everyone to do it on time, <laughs> which yeah. is also a challenge. Yeah. So there is a, there is a fine system in place for the, for the wellness reports. Who is a serial offender? And you can name names, even there if is, they're sitting at the table. There is definitely repeat <laughs> offenders. Julia. <laughs> I did actually play two games up. I didn't know there was a wellness <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, definitely repeat offenders. Um, I would, she'll hate me for saying it, but Daisy is a repeat offender, 100%. <laughs> I hope she picks her game up next year at Melbourne because they'll be asking for it every day as opposed to yeah. once a week. So, Hey, Daisy's a busy girl, all right? She's got plenty plenty going on. So She'll probably get her assistant to fill it in for her, to be honest. So. Just palm it off to Angus. How am I feeling? <laughs> Angus, done. figure it out for me. Oh. Um, so we've, what well, we, as in the Darabin Falcons, have... Um, just won their semi-final on the weekend, but it's an interesting scenario where the grand final isn't until three weeks' time because of the exhibition game and a bye. Um, how do you how do you manage that, particularly with um, with a you know a core group of players also playing the exhibition game? How do you kind of sort your way through managing their loads? Again, another tough question. Um, so through the RPE, which is a rating of perceived exertion, we do that after every session and every game. And then the app that we use on the on the bench is called Interchanger. So that also gives us more information. But pretty much it'll be me sitting down and figuring out how the session's going to run, who's going to be doing what, who's not going to be doing what, um, how much running they're going to be doing, how much training they're going to be doing. But the next couple of weeks are definitely going to be hard, obviously, with the, the breaks. Some playing, some not playing, some playing down in the reserves team as well. It's going to be how do I work it out so that everyone's getting the right amount of training to then not have all these peaks and troughs over the yep. next few weeks. Yeah, and then mm. to hit that peak yep. at the right time on grand final day. Exactly. It's actually worked really well having the three weeks off. As much as we're like, oh, it's three weeks, you don't really you want to still keep playing, but we can you know, sort of deload for a little bit and then work our way back up. So it's been quite well. After the game, uh, the coach, Jane Lange, mentioned that there might be some weekend sessions just to get into that kind of game pattern in the lead up to the weekend. So you obviously work closely with her on that. Yep. Um, so she had a chat with me tonight at training and all for the idea, definitely, because we don't want to have the girls doing this big massive load one week and then the next week they only do trainings and no game. They're potentially missing out on probably averagely 8Ks. So if we don't put that stress into them the week after, there's more chance of injury. So, yeah, yeah definitely those Sunday ses- sessions when we don't have the game, um, we'll definitely be doing something to eat. won't be anything near like 8 to 10Ks, but it'll mm. just be enough to give them that little bit of maintenance for yep. the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Hey, James, tell us something about yourself that our listeners may not know or we may not know. Let's get to know the man underneath the S&C tag. Well, I suppose this is still along the S&C lines, but I really like kettlebells. <laughs> we know that. I think we know that. <laughs> You've got a kettlebell tattoo, don't you? I do not have a kettlebell tattoo. No tattoos whatsoever. Do you have a fluffy one hanging from your... Um Revision mirror in your car. <laughs> Definitely not. It's a good end of year gift. For yes, we are going to yeah. find one or make one. Yeah. Well, funny, a couple of years ago at uni, one of the girls gave me a, a kettle with bells. Because <laughs> and I was like, that is a horrible present, but thank you. Thank Isn't you. that what it's it awful. is? Oh, no. no. <laughs> we'll draw you a picture, Julia. 
What is it about the kettlebell? I think just the versatility, being yeah. able to use it anywhere. Like mm-hmm. I just dump them in the back of my car and if I go away for the weekend or whatever, there's always a way to train no matter where I am. Yeah, we all do that, mate. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> good story. Yeah. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I actually love kettlebells as well. I think they're... You've got one on your jumper, so of course you do. Yeah, yeah I'm into them. <laughs> what, um, okay. Now, you're pretty famous in, uh, in and around the women's VFL in those yellow shorts. There's, there's a bit of chat about your quads, isn't there? Um, I may be the only one chatting about them, but in my head, there's plenty of chat about it. So There's definitely a bit of chat about them, unfortunately. <laughs> but You're a very modest man, though. You, you don't sort of blow your own trumpet or anything like that, but you're a, you love a squat, don't you? You live to squat, I would say. Yep, definitely live to squat. Uh, <laughs> Ass to grass kind of man. Yep. Yeah. No mucking around. <laughs> no. No. Full depth all the way. No. What are we talking? What if kind of numbers? If you've just tuned in. <laughs> um, don't I be shy. couldn't tell you. I don't really know what my 1RM would be. So I've never actually done a 1RM. But Triple figures. Though. We're talking like, you know, 200s. No, no. Comfortable, comfortable probably 135, 140 for threes. Okay. Yeah. So. yeah, that's they're okay numbers. Is that double I don't yours? know what language you're Oh, no, triple mine. So... <laughs> What are they talking squat about? Toilets? I don't yeah. know. What is <laughs> We're just giving the listeners what they want, Julia. So. so you also work with the Melbourne Ice Hockey Girls as well, don't you? Yeah, correct. I work with both the men's and women's teams. Yep. Uh, so they run opposite times of the year. Men's finished up last week. Unfortunately, we lost in overtime in a final, oh. which was a bit average. Finished on top, 15 points clear and no second chance oh. in the format for finals. So that was a bit average. But the uh, the women's team start their tryouts tomorrow night. Um, so we've got three tryouts and then the team will be selected and our season starts in October. In so summer? For that. Yep. So wow. runs over summer. Yep. So play 12 ice, games. Ice melt or <laughs> we're good? We're good. Indoors. <laughs> cool. good. Cost a lot of money, but it's indoors. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Do you play or... I didn't play, but I figured I should probably learn how to skate, so I played my first summer season last year. So just to get this right, it's a game played on blades with sticks. Correct. That's the Mighty Ducks. It's the game from the Mighty Ducks. That sounds so dangerous (laughs) in theory, does like when we say it like that. That sounds ridiculously on the hardest surface in the world. Yeah, Yeah, pretty ridiculous. And you don't even get to wear like you know a muscle shirt or anything. You got to cover up like. There's some serious injuries. I saw a photo the other day. Someone in like someone cut side of the neck, like full stitches. Yeah, from a blade. Crazy. Wow. um, So kids out there, if you're listening, uh, (laughs) get down to footy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play footy. But but like athletically, I mean, is it just a completely? Do you have to train them in a completely different way to to footy? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Still, weights wise is very very similar. Mm. Um, Obviously, a few like specific exercises for the for the girls and guys. Um, but in terms of conditioning, it's completely different. Mm. So an average shift is 90 seconds in the NHL. So it's probably around the same or a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on the league. So compared to some of the girls are out there for 15, 16 minutes. So it's completely <laughs> different. Yeah. So yeah, definitely train them a lot more conditioning-based stuff. Um, the classic 45 seconds on stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So Jimmy, did you grow up with any siblings? I have two younger sisters, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think that's why you find it easy to relate to women? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I mean, like a serious <laughs> question. Do you think that, that holds you in good stead with the work that you do with female athletes? I've probably never really thought of it like that. Um, I just Here I am, drawing the line for you. No. Thank me later. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> your sisters play sport as well? Or? Yep. Um, we all grew up doing little athletics together um, over summer. And then winter, I would play footy. They'd play basketball, tennis, or whatever it was over the winter. Um, yeah, but all grew up playing sport pretty much since we were a young age. Parents just like, go and do everything. So whatever you want to do, let's do it. So, yeah. But back to your question. Sorry. I actually, you know, that's the first time anyone's ever said something like that. So I'm not actually sure. But I don't know. I just come down to wherever I go and be myself. So I don't, I don't mm. know. It probably does play a little bit of a part. But yeah, I, I guess what made me think of it is when I remember hearing Marcus Bontembelli's story told and just the value that he placed on the female role models in his life, being his sisters and his mum and that sort of thing. And I think at the moment in in football and there's been a lot of discussion around um, our watch and the role they play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 
more men like yourself who are involved in the women's game or, you know, I think can only be a good thing. So really sort of leading the way, mate. Well, we had this conversation the other week that when I told a couple of my mates who work in the VFL that I was coming down to Darabin, they're like, why are you going to Darabin for? I'm like, do you know who plays at Darabin? <laughs> like, it's, it's a perfect place to go to be able to play around with a few things and get some experience. And now that I got a message from last week, they're like, good, good win on the weekend. I was like, <laughs> also, they were meaning because we were female sort of thing. Correct, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, there's no avenue for, for, to get it working in professional oh, okay. sport from there. I'm like, well, you guys are clearly blind, but that's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got a group of people who are just hungry to learn more, really. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And willing to learn. Like, they yeah. haven't been paid to play and haven't been shown the way for forever. So, they're like, give me as much information as you can and mm. I will soak up as much as I can handle. Yeah. So, which I think is a really good thing. Yeah. So, who, um, who has impressed you the most athletically? Um, I would have to say Paxi. She just doesn't stop running, and that yeah. pre-season She's an amazing runner. Watching her do the thirty fifteen, the fitness test to do pre-season, she probably would get better scores than a lot of the guys, without a doubt. Like <laughs> yeah. she's just an animal. Yeah. So definitely, yeah, Paxi for sure. And it's funny, like people who know or meet Paxi think she's a larrikin and a bit of a laugh, <laughs> yeah. which she is. Mm-hmm. That's that's her personality, but she works her butt off. Mm. She works so that's not by mistake that she's that good at running. Yeah. She works so hard at that. So. Were those – what were the tests that were done um, in the pre-season with, like, the academy girls? Was it, like, a 2K oh, run the or two something? Oh, the 2K, And yep. she was, like, 30 seconds ahead of the next yeah, person. Yeah, she's a sub-eight 2 k so – But, the ne- like, the next person was yeah. was 30 seconds behind her. I think that next person was Caitlin Ashmore, who yeah. we know can seriously run as well, so. So, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. When I first met Paxi, I said, oh, what do you do for a living? So, I – didn't know and she's like oh i work in a 24-hour library <laughs> <laughs> no and seriously for a good two or three years that's exactly what i thought she did for a living and i believed her turns out not the case Do so. you know, she actually her first year here her first year or anyway one of the years at the beginning of the year everyone has to fill out a registration form and it asks in it <laughs> what's your employment and i think the question's in there just so we can get a sense of you know what skills are in in the club, and she also put down librarian. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> She's cheeky. Um, yeah, mm. I don't know if I believed it, but <laughs> she obviously and didn't take the form seriously. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Elise O'Day takes the form very seriously <laughs> yeah. and reminds us of the code of conduct yes. often. All but forms <laughs> seriously. In she 20- also counts a lot with every rep. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny. Classic account. She's right the account. <laughs> yeah. So, 2016. Who have you seen the most improvement in? I don't know. That's a very good question. Or is um, there sort of a few that you could think of? I don't really watch the game too much because I'm either worrying about rotations or running a message out. So I, um, or even just the, I guess their abilities to reach goals, athlete like in their sort of behind the scenes stuff. Well, now with I probably would say watching uh, Brooke mm-hmm. from mm. the start of the season to now, she's really improved. So, for the listeners who don't know, Brooke was a girl that was that went through the talent search process, mm-hmm. an ex-basketballer, also a physio, um, and has come to the game later in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really impressed. Like, her skills have gone through the roof. She's mm-hmm. actually starting to read the ball a hell of a lot better than what she was. And, yeah, she's going to continue to impress mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Alison. Yes, well, this, is, this segment's... Usually called Darcy versus the world, but Darcy is having a very special dinner with Gil McLaughlin. Versus. Versus the world. Um, so it is this week, Asta versus the world, who is James. Um, and JC, you have the topics. Yes. Can I'm, I just I'm say I'm right making my debut. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Game that Asta invented. Let's get rid of Darcy forever. I just want to, I want to be a contestant. I don't want to be the quiz master anymore. Yeah. So, um, thank you for the 30 seconds notice that I've been given to come up with topics. Um, so, James, I'm going to throw out a topic. Um, as for, for the first one, Asta will start um, and she'll respond with a correct answer. And it's going to go back and forth. You only get a couple of seconds. You can't pass. Um, and my decision is final. So, you cannot contest if I say it's incorrect. And you don't want to take Julia on. She's a very intelligent woman. She's an author. (laughs) Oh, God. It's true. Of the Falcons annual general 
Report. Okay. <laughs> the first topic is going starting with Esther. So current VFL sides. Go. Coburg. Frankston. Werribee. Port Melbourne. Footscray Bulldogs. Williamstown. Sandy Dragons. They're actually the Zebras. Zebra. Ah! <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I should have just said Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes too much information just gets you. I can't right. believe I just lost. I'm not good at losing. This could be really bad. Yeah. You well, asked for this, Esther. <laughs> All right. That's horrible. All right. Well, well done, James. Well done. So now we're going to start well, with you. Yeah, good so on you, James. So it's one up. Jam it, mate. <laughs> the next topic is Norm Smith medalists. This is a horrible topic because I don't really pay attention to this mm. at all and I've I can't pass. You, I've got so you well covered here, my friend. All you have to do is get one. I'm going to own you. Um. <laughs> I don't pay attention no. at all. I'm, I don't think anyone from Melbourne's ever won it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's named after Norm Smith. Yeah, I'm just having a quick flick through and I... I, I need to give an answer to win the point though, don't oh, I? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yes, true. Asta. Go. Asta. Simon Black. Okay. I think that's great. Nathan Buckley. Chris Judd. Chris <laughs> Cyril Rioli. Wayne okay. Hunt. All right. Okay, so Asta wins it. clearly. James Hurd. Yeah. Yep. Um, well done. Well done, Asta. No, no, that's fine. No. That's fine. Luke okay, Hodge. well done. Oh. Well done. Okay, so the third topic. Um, it's one apiece. It's on, mate. Yeah. Oh, Tie break. Tie break. I hope your Australian geography is up there. Oh. Oh, I hate okay. geography. <laughs> I don't like this topic. Okay. Change it. <laughs> so, um, back to Esther. Oh, sorry. Byron Pickett from the Port Adelaide Football <laughs> Club 2004. Norm's with medalist. Okay. He wore number 15. Yep. You don't get extra points, Esther. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, Australian World Heritage Listed Sites. <laughs> Twelve Apostles. Yeah, I think that's right. Which I think now are the seven apostles, aren't they? <laughs> Actually, I'm looking. Are you talking, oh, we might as well go Sydney Opera? Yep, well done. Um, Uluru. Well done. Sydney Harbour Bridge. Oh, James, mate, get out of New South Wales. <laughs> that's not right. <gasps> oh, my oh. God! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Really? Have I won? You have won. Gracefully. Very modest. Except for the 12 apostles. I don't think the 12 (laughs) apostles. Except that I'd let it through. (laughs) No. No, but your word is final, JC. I know, but but I said it was right. On count back. On count back. (laughs) If you go back, we have to find a new topic. Just oh. out of curiosity, was the Great Barrier Reef one? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be my next one. <laughs> oh, crap. I feel like I've just ruined the um, James is showing validity. No I know you're going to hop in the car and of the, uh, the whole well, thing. I think just thinking of a next one in case we go for another round. <laughs> there was, okay. what okay. there was, no, but there was an episode where um, Aster allowed alley cat <laughs> as, a, as a type of cat. So. <laughs> it is a type of cat. <laughs> But aristocrat cat is not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next topic. I'll, do, I'll do another topic. Okay, Come but on. just so everyone knows, officially, I, I have actually probably won. But James, it's okay. I'm I'm happy to toe the line. Yeah. All right, last topic: animated Disney films. Go Asta. <laughs> oh, <we> Aladdin. <laughs> yep. So they have to be Disney, not yep. Pixar. They've got to be Disney. Oh man, um, I'm gonna say. Hercules? Yeah, it's on there. Yep. The Lion King. Yep. Ooh, Favorite. Good. Loved it. Good quality. Um, Disney, I'm going to say Land Before Time. What? Oh, my God. What are you? I think we need to clara- clarify Would that. Would you believe there's 10 of them? So, I'm just going to go one through 10. <laughs> no, it's not one. You're done. Sorry, James. I tried to God. give you a second chance. <laughs> but I win, so I win again. Yeah. Well done. Well, well done. done. Congratulations, well done, Asta. I win. I win. <laughs> um, well, James, thank you so much for joining us on the show. No, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. 
I think it's time to move on mm-hmm. to ask Gil. Oh, no, that was a no, Twitter. that was on Twitter. Did, I had a go at him. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. You don't watch, watch Twitter? I Come on. No, I know. But let's just do Ask Asta. Is there a thing called Ask Asta? There is. Do, 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 do. Yes. Okay. So, there's four questions. So, we need to uh, just get through them. At Kelly One Judy, will there be a women's version of The Recruit? Oh, that's a great idea. I'm taking that straight into work <laughs> straight to tomorrow. Fox. Don't worry, uh, Kelly One Judy, I'll credit you. But thanks th- for sending that in. I think the women's the women's comp is so much better suited to the recruit. The recruit, isn't it? yes. Yeah. Why um, weren't Fox mm, at the talent mm, search? Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> such a great idea. Um, yeah, that's a, that's fantastic. And why not? Mm. I think that'd be perfect. So good. Uh, yeah, good question. Good question. Thanks. At Sean J O'Kane. Who do you think wins the VFL Women's Prelim Final? Oh, good question. Thanks for saying it in, oh. Sean. So, um, it's St Kilda Sharks mm-hmm. v Melbourne Uni? Correct. So, both teams will have the same amount of lead-in time, so there's no advantage to either club there. No home ground advantage either. So, that's two things to, to take into consideration. Is it at Box Hill again or Coburg? Um, I know it's before a VFL final. I'm not exactly sure where. Sorry. Um, but we can look that up. For me, I think, like we said earlier, momentum is everything in footy. So Melbourne Uni had a really good win uh, against the Devils. St Kilda, I mean, that kind of loss in a qualifying final where you finish second, that's that's got to damage you a little bit mentally. And I think that, Melbourne Uni will will run away with it. I think okay. we'll be seeing Melbourne Uni in the grand final. V V the Falcons. V the Falcons. Great question though. What Repeat do you guys reckon? The 2005 grand final. In a word. 2006 grand final. In a word, you're allowed you're allowed to come in on my segment. I know I'm very kind. I'm generous. I'm giving person. Okay. Don't be fooled. Melbourne Uni or St Kilda. Oh, I said a word. Is that going to be your word? <laughs> well, I'm, I've uh, just been a word. Draw. Alison. Melbourne Uni. Okay. They did draw. They Those two teams did draw in round 11. That's right. So it's going to be a cracker. It's going to be a rip yep. snorter. On Instagram, Jane Smith 2 Hey, Asta. I've seen bits and pieces about a youth girl's curtain raiser before the main exhibition game. Do you know much about that? If so, what is the talent like? And will we be seeing many of those girls in the National Women's League next year? Sorry for the long question. <laughs> As you're reading that out, Al, I'm going, I can't remember that one. Remember that one? <laughs> no, thanks for sending in the question. Correct. There will be a NAB Youth Girls All-Stars match. Oh, NAB. Yep. Naming right sponsor. Cha-ching. So that'll be pre-game. Mm-hmm. Starts at 4.30. 4.30, yep. Gates open at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um. 100%. I think you'll see – so the girls born 98 are eligible to Did nominate for the draft. draft. Yep. So if you get a record, have a look at the 98 DOB because there will be some girls who are playing who, who are too young mm. to nominate for the draft. So, yeah, there'll certainly be a handful. Um, um, but what, what's the talent like? The talent is amazing. It's off the chart, really, It's off the it? chart. <laughs> like, I've got to ask the question, like, are these girls as, as good as – what my generation were and my answer to that is they're better purely because like well they've uh, been playing all the way through they've been playing all the way through but as as did players like daisy and mm. and you know they played junior footy that katie played junior footy um i played a few junior footy as well but they're playing against better opposition every week now mm. yep. so whereas i i'd say um for my generation there's probably the standout handful and you could run around and do your own thing and chase kicks and life was grand but now there's this fully fledged group coming through of about 40 to 50 and they just push each other game on game and they're going for it and they're making each other better probably without even realizing it yeah so they're they're so skilled i'm in awe of them it's exciting to be honest this competition in like five years time is gonna be we talked about though al nothing is for free and these kids are going to have to work hard. Oh, yeah. They're not just going to have it handed to them on a platter. So, 
heaps of talent coming through. Really looking forward to see how they how they go on the weekend. Mm. Okay, final question from it's also from Instagram. Nine AM underscore sat. What training do the top women's footballers do currently outside their club training sessions and how do you expect this to change next year? Great question. I guess I can only speak for for my friends who I train with or alongside. I would say girls currently, it would differ. There'd be a lot of differing training schedules depending on your work commitments, um, whether you have a child. In your case, (laughs) Julia, you got plenty of time to go to the gym, no Uh, doubt. Heaps of time, heaps of free time. Um, But there's, it's it's just like preparing, um, you know, I guess for any sport, you you need to ensure you've done injury prevention. Um, There'd be a lot of weights training um, and it changes whatever, depending on what part of the season you're in as well. Yes. So pre-season, there's a big block of running Mm. and you build up and throughout the year, it's probably more about maintaining and recovery Uh, and then you have a break and then you come in to start again (laughs) pre-season. So... A week to week though, um, for me in a rehab sense, I'm probably training um, anywhere depending on my deload weeks or, or whatever my periodization is. Um, thank you to Neil Hay. Anywhere from 8 to 12, 13 hours a week. Yep. Um, so, and I really enjoy it. How many sessions is that? Um, usually 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Yep. Two of those, though, are mobility sessions, so yep. they're not high intensity. They're more about like moving my yep. body and, and recovering and ensuring that it, you know, can keep doing the things I ask it to do. Mm. Um, but I don't have to play on the weekend. So yep. There's no way you'd do that training load. And I'm 29, so I've been training for a long time. Yeah, I know my body can handle that volume of work. There'd be some 20-year-olds you'd never give that to. Mm. You'd break them. Yep. Their groins would break down. They'd get soft tissue injuries left, right and centre. So you do need to build up to that kind of training. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's, you know, training is a way you can endear yourself to your teammates without opening your mouth. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's, yep. it's, yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's definitely noted. Yeah. Um, and even like around Australia, like Kiara Bowers is known for her training and how she prepares and mm. I've never even played a game alongside her but I know that about her yeah so it's you know yeah but but good question and I think yeah it really does depend on the individual mm. well thank you ask Gaston um but that that was uh, that was episode 11 thank you JC for episode filling in episode 11 it was see y'all <laughs> Thanks, Esther. Well, um, we'll see you next time on this AFL Live. Bye.